y'all, y'all done got the hookup here. Like, it's some stuff that's happened to y'all because of, <laughs> of that. Some of you going to embrace it. Some of you going to play with it. I'm, I'm hoping you going to embrace that. Because I was blessed to go to Oakwood, which is a Christian school, and that's how, I got, that's how I got here. He said, if I shall be lifted up, I will. So he lifted me up and made me number one so he could be lifted up. So y'all got a responsibility. Like, y'all got a, like, look, y'all, too much is given. Too much is given, much is required. So one of the things that you do, make, come on, you, sh you should have said that to mom. Like, that should have been, <laughs> let me help you. I'm going to have to tell you some of the stuff to write down. Put that in your phone. Too much is given, much is required. Which means what? That means if I go to an elementary school, the kids still got to get ET. I went to one little school. They was like, are you going to be loud like that? I was like, absolutely. I'm coming hard. They was like, you going to be yelling at us? Absolutely, I'm going to be yelling at you. Why? Because statistics show if you're in the hood and you can't read by the third grade, you're going to jail. So that's why I'm coming hard. Because you don't realize if you can't read on the third grade level, by the time you get to the third grade, the probability of you going to jail is three times higher than anybody else. I got I to gotta get in your face because I got to make sure you learn how to read. This is a divine appointment. Y'all got work to do and can't nobody slack this year. Too much is given, much is required. Too much is given, much is required. But don't worry about it. Because if you do what's required, you're going to get the reward that comes with it. I got the reward now. A lot of folks ain't willing to do what I was willing to do. They want to blow up and they want to show their car. <laughs> Go back and watch all my videos. You don't see no watches. And the reason why I don't watch, I don't wear Rolex, not because I can't afford it. I don't want nobody to get Rolex to credit. The reason why I'm wearing a gold chain, I can wear a gold chain. I can drive a Bentley. I live in San Diego. I can show you my house. The reason why I don't show you my house, because I don't want the house to get the glory for what God has done. Too much is given, much is required. So it's not that I don't have stuff. I just don't show my stuff because I don't want my stuff to get the credit. Where much is given, much is required. God is going to do some special things through y'all. But you can't do what they do. I'm going to say it one more time. I'm going to say it one more time. Because I know y'all on the internet, y'all watching them when you should be letting them watch you. I'm going to say it one more time. I want to make sure I'm clear. You watching what they doing, and they should be watching what you doing. The reason why I don't do this, and the reason why I show up for my kids, the reason why I try to show up for my wife, the reason why I try to show up for my church, because when young people watch me, I want them to go to God. I don't want them to go to the dealership. So I don't watch, I don't go on the internet and do what they do. Hey, E.T., you can do this on the internet. E.T., you number one. Why you ain't doing that? I'm not doing that because I don't get on the internet to follow them. I get on the internet for them to follow me. I don't get on the internet to be influenced by them. I get on the internet to influence them. Y'all supposed, y'all about to win so you can influence them, not them influence you. You about to win. Some great stuff about to happen to you. Some stuff that you can't understand. Some stuff that you can't comprehend. If you do what you're supposed to do, you're going to be blessed. But when you get blessed, you're not supposed to be blessed so you can do what they're doing. You're going to get blessed so they can do what you're doing. So they can want to really pray before the game and not just be, <laughs> not just do it when they win. Or not just do it when they're on television. Are you, are, are you, do you hear the words that are coming out of my mouth? Do you hear the words that's coming out of my mouth? Where much is given, much is. Where much is given, much is. Where much is given, much is. But you're going to get the reward if you do what you're supposed to do. You're going to get the reward. Yep, this month, 30 years, over 30 years of marriage. I'm getting a reward. We're going to take my wife to Hawaii for almost two weeks. Then after that, we're going to Mexico. For, then after that, we're going to Dubai. What? 
He's going to ask you to do a lot. They're going to ask you to be on time. Too much is given, much is required. They're going to ask you not to be late. Too much is given, much is required. They're going to ask you to come to every game. They're going to ask you to have 120% every game. They're going to ask a lot. But where much is given, much is required, but you're going to get the rewards. My man called me. They got, they, I'm flying to Dubai. I was like, hold up, let me look on. I went online. I was doing Delta, but it was like a 24-hour flight, and you got to stay five hours in France. I was like, man, five hours just walking around? That's a lot. They ain't got no shorter flights than that? <laughs> I was like, it's got to be a shorter flight than that. I went online. Look, they was like, yep, one from Boston, 12 hours. I was like, bingo, that's the one I want. <laughs> I looked at the price. I was like, ooh, 15 grand a ticket? Ooh. That's a lot. 30? Ooh. 30 grand? I was like, all right, that's all right, God. I'm doing a lot. <laughs> I called my man. I was like, I found my ticket. He said, where are you going? The one y'all got to buy. He's like, where, where is it? I said, Emirates. He's like, oh, yeah, that's the best. I, I know he, that's the best one. What day y'all want to leave? I said, we want to leave. Yeah, I got a call from my man a couple days later. He said, E, where, where they picking you up from? I said, what do you mean? You flying me in Dubai. You know. He said, no, I'm not talking about that. Like, Emirates, they got a chauffeur. Wherever you live in the USA, they'll pick you up and take you wherever you want to go. I said, well, I'm in Detroit. He said, oh, they'll pick you up in Detroit and take you to the Boston airport. I was like, I don't want to do all that, but wow. They gonna do that? He was like, "Yeah, it's Emirates." Ah, uh, y'all missed uh, y'all missed the whole thing. I just said I usually fly Delta. You got to get to Delta before they start doing what they do. <laughs> like you got to get to the plane and get on that Joker before they start serving you. Emirates is where much is given, much is required. Emirates is on another level. I said, "Look, I want to get a room next to my wife." They said it don't work like that. I said, "Well, I was in Delta and we had seats next." She said, "This ain't Delta. You gonna have your own compartment." She's gonna have to come in your room if you want, but we don't, they ain't nobody together. This is this is Emirates. This is this ain't Delta. This is Emirates. Stop saying Delta. This on that we're on a whole different level. Don't talk like that to us. We don't, we are the we we fly like nobody that we do with nobody. Stop acting like other programs. Stop idolizing other programs. Stop watching other programs and set the dog on standards. It's time for y'all to set the standard on the internet. They need to become, my, my young kids in high school need to be coming to y'all. The college students need to be coming to y'all. Matter of fact, some grown men, they got their stuff together. They need to be coming to y'all Instagram. They need to be coming to y'all TikTok to figure out what they're supposed to be doing. Stop following. No more following. No more doing what everybody else is doing. Say it with me. We are the leaders. We are the leaders. Come on. We are, we are the leaders. We set the stage. We set the benchmark. We set the benchmark. There's no way a public school is supposed to be setting let me just say this. I'm going to go to the screen. I'm going to go here because uh, I mean this. There shouldn't there shouldn't be any other program that people have to go to to follow. That, that they should come straight here. And then uh, so two or three guys tell me what makes this institution different than any other institution in the world. Talk to me. You should have no kid looking on TV and want to go. I don't know if y'all remember, but LSU won the championship one year, and they was like, yo, you ain't got to worry about the coach. You can come here. They did. They did. <laughs> my man was like, you can come to LSU. They won a the championship. So because they won a the championship, they was on TV saying, my man was like, yo, you come here. You ain't got to be like, he was acting silly. Like, you ain't got to be like Diddy. You ain't going to be in your video. You can come here, and the coach ain't going to be in you. And I was like, wow, that's deep. They won, and they telling kids to come to LSU. Listen to me very closely. Y'all got to get it to the point where y'all win and kids want to come to Liberty. And you got to think about that every time you practice. You got to think about that every time you watch film. You got to think about that every time you go out there and play. 
Every single time you got to think about that, that y'all have the ability to make people want to come here. You had that ability. Assalamu alaikum family. Can you all hear me? This morning we will be discussing point number 12, Allah coming in the person of Master Fahd Muhammad. I see over on Facebook, they done already got started early in the morning. I know this was going to ruffle some feathers. (laughs) So we're going to listen to the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan uh, answer a few questions about uh, Allah coming in the person of Master Father Muhammad. And then we're going to get you all's uh, feedback. And this is going to lead into tomorrow. Tomorrow we are going to start on chapter one of Message to the Black Man. Who is that mystery God? Uh, that is the page that we will start with uh, tomorrow. Yeah, Thema Feathers is ruffled. Okay, here we go. We're going to start off with, uh, we're going to open up in prayer. In the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful, surely I'm being turned unto thee, striving to be upright to him who originated to heavens and the earth. And I'm not among the polytheists. Surely my prayer, my sacrifice, my life, and my death, all for a lot of loss of the worlds. Nor so she has he, this I am commanded, and I'm of those who submit. O Allah, thou art the king, there is no God but thee. Now is my Lord, and I'm thy servant. I've been unjust to myself, and I confess my faults. So please grant me protection against all my faults, for none grants protection against false but thee. And guide me into the best of mores, for none can guide me into the best of mores but thee. And turn away from me the even, the indecent mores, for none can turn away from me the even, the indecent mores but thee. And all I bless Muhammad, and bless the true followers of Muhammad, as thou did bless Abraham and the true followers of Abraham, for sure that thou art praiseworthy magnified. And all I make Muhammad successful and make the true followers of Muhammad successful as thou did make Abraham and the true followers of Abraham successful. For surely thou art praiseworthy and magnified. Amen. All right, let's get started. First, I'm going to read point number 12. And for those who don't know where point number 12 is, if you have any final call newspaper, you can look in the backside of your Final Call newspaper, and you can find it there. So here it is. Point number 12. We believe that Allah God appeared in the person of Master W.F.R. Muhammad, July 1930, the long-awaited Messiah of the Christians, and Makdi of the Muslims. We believe further And lastly, that Allah is God, and besides him there is no God, and he will bring about a universal government of peace, wherein we all can live in peace together. Before we get started, there is a video, I didn't think about it until now, where the minister clarifies. And at that time, I believe people have began to call him a hypocrite because he said we don't worship the flesh of Master Father Muhammad. And the minister, well, actually, I can find it. I want y'all to hear it from me. 
hear from himself. So this will be a good foundation as uh, I share this audio we're going to re- uh, listen to. Here we go. So we're going to start with this clip first. Oh, I just saw it and it went away. Uh-oh. Okay, here we go. So let's start with this clip here. And even when Master Farad Muhammad was still among us and the enemy jailed him, not that he didn't have power to stop it, he submitted to it and then sent for Elijah Muhammad that he might know the price of truth. And then Elijah Muhammad wrote, they ordered Master Farad Muhammad out of America, but they could not order his power out of America. Just because the physical presence of a man leaves, that don't mean his power leaves. So when I tell you we don't worship the flesh of Master Farad Muhammad, don't you call me no hypocrite and that I'm deviating from the message of my father and yours. If the flesh of Master Farad Muhammad will only be among us 400 years, then what will the children worship after that flesh is gone? It is not the flesh that make you God. It is the wisdom that makes you God. And wisdom is eternal until greater wisdom comes. Mm, it is the wisdom. You know, because even in the scripture, it says that Don't you know you are the real temple of God and that the spirit dwells within you? The spirit dwells within you. So some may say, well, God is spirit. I've asked other people, okay, well, you don't believe Allah came in the person. All right, you are, you don't, God is man. You don't believe. Okay, what is God? Well, I don't know. What is God? He just, he, 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 undescribable. Well, if you don't know and you can't describe it, how are you going to tell Allah what he's not? Some may say, oh, Allah is, he, Allah is everything. Everything but coming into person, huh? So let's listen to these, this question and answer from the minister. In the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful, We thank Allah for his coming in the person of Master Farad Muhammad, to whom praise is due forever. We thank Allah for his prophets and servants, for the scriptures that they brought. We thank him for Moses and the Torah, for Jesus and the Gospel, and for Muhammad and the Quran. Peace be upon these worthy servants of Allah. If I lived to be a thousand, I don't think I would ever be able to thank Allah enough for his intervention in our affairs and for his raising up one from among us to lead, teach, and guide us into the path of Islam, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, his messenger to us, the Messiah. My dear brothers and sisters, thank you for your patience. I see a lot of questions, so I'm going to get right to the questions. Now, of course, every question that you ask can be answered short or long. So I'm going to try not to shortchange 
your question, but to answer it as succinctly but as fully as I possibly can. The first question is probably one of the hardest of the night. How did Allah God appear in the person of Master Farad Muhammad? Was Allah a spirit before entering? Wouldn't that make Allah a spook? Where is he now? And are we to pray and worship Master Farad Muhammad? All of these are very excellent questions. And they're not only questions on the mind of sincere and committed Muslims, particularly Orthodox Muslims, but they're questions on the mind of any believer in God. So let us get to the answer. First, we must understand the nature of this universe in which we live. Allah is the creator of all that we see. And there is a world that is seen and there is a world that is unseen. Everything that you see is related to something unseen. You see the earth, but you don't see the power that controls the earth. Is that true? The Quran says, that you see the planets floating on in their orbits. They're not upheld by any pillars, but yet they are upheld. And the power that upholds the planet that is seen is a power that is unseen yet real. Okay, now, the majesty of the unseen is manifested by what you see. If you did not see the planet, see the sun, see the moon, see the stars, you would not look for the power that created it. So it is the seen that leads you to discover the unseen. Am I making sense? Now, when you look at the sun, 93 million miles from the earth, huge ball of fire, 856,000 miles in diameter, the sun is also moving by a power. But the power that moves the sun is unseen. But the sun represents the unseen power that you don't see, but is manifested through what you see. All right. The smallest particle of matter was known to be an atom. In the atom, 
there are electrons, neutron, proton, still particles of matter so minuscule that you cannot see it with the naked eye. Now the scientists have broken the atom down into even smaller parts called a quark. This is what they call Q-U-A-R-K. But this is a tiny particle of matter, but yet even the tiniest particle of matter has an unseen force that is moving that matter. Okay, now that we clear that. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad taught us that the most mysterious force in the universe is electricity. You do not know the beginning of electricity and you can't find the end of electricity, but electricity is in everything. But now, here we have lights. But these lights are manifestations of a power that is unseen. Mm. Uh, you can't touch electricity, but it is conducted through something that you see. The best conductor of electricity is gold and silver. But it's too expensive to put gold and silver in a building to conduct electricity, so they put copper wiring, right? Electricity does not wear out, but copper does. Talk to me. Okay, now, what am I saying? Even when the copper wears out and there's a shortage in the bulb, you don't say electricity has worn out. You just say the copper has worn out. We replace the copper, but you don't replace electricity. Come on, talk to me. All right, we're talking on God now. You cannot separate spirit from matter. Just like you cannot separate energy from form, matter. Well then, how do you separate spirit from that which manifests it? You can't do it. When you separate copper from the electricity, you don't have any more manifestation of the electric power, even though the power is present, you can't see its presence or feel its presence until it is conducted through something. Master Farad Muhammad was born of a woman in 1877. Stop right there. Well, if this man was born in 1877, he cannot be the originator of the heavens and the earth. When we say our prayers, 
we say, surely I have turned myself to thee, O Allah, to him who originated the heavens and the earth. You didn't say to it who originated the heavens and the earth. You said what? To him. Him. This Quran is a book based on the highest principles of mathematics. The language of the Quran is mouth to thee, O Allah, to him who originated. This is part two, so that's why I was repeating. The heavens and the earth. You didn't say to it who originated the heavens and the earth. You said what? To him. Him. This Quran is a book based on the highest principles of mathematics. The language of the Quran is mathematical. If it came from God himself, surely God knows himself better than we know him. So if God uses pronouns, I, Allah, am the best knower. I, Allah, am the seer. Then he uses soft pronoun, we. The Bible uses us. Who is we? We spokes? We spirits? Are we men and women? You have been made so spooked up in your understanding of God. This is why you don't have the power as men to do what a man is supposed to do because you are not really connected to God. You see God as some space cadet. The Bible says, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. Are you made in the image and likeness of God? What are you? What are you? You a man? Oh, really? Sure you are. You are also a little God. You are the only creature in the universe that has the power to think, to vision, to will, and then bring into existence what you vision. The sun can't do it, the moon can't do it, the stars can't do it, the mountains can't do it, the lakes and the rivers can't do it. Man. Man and woman is the supreme being. There is no existence on this earth greater than man. Everything that God created, he created to serve man and woman. You are the best of God's creation. Therefore, the Quran says, Allah made you in the best of molds. There is nothing greater than this. This is greater than mosques. Greater than the Kaaba. Greater than St. Peter's Basilica. But it is temporary like the copper. 
it wears out, but the spirit never wears out. <laughs> this body is the best that God created, but it's not made to last forever. Yet God is the ever-living. He never dies. How then can he be a man? Men die. Well, the Quran says when Allah created Adam, he called him Khalifa. Mm. Come on. What does Khalifa mean? I didn't write the book. The language says Khalifa means one who takes the place of another who has died. Khalifa means successor. How does God have a successor? We don't understand. The copper wire that we put up to replace the one that's burned out looks just like the one that was burned out. We ain't too fussy about the wire. We want the power in the electricity. All right, let's see now. Was Allah a spirit before entering? Allah doesn't describe himself as just spirit. What are his names? He has 99 of them. And some of the scholars say he has more than the 100. Each one of these attributes are characteristics of who? Of Allah. Do you wear Allah's name? Why? Why, don't, why do you wear Allah's name? Are you Kareem? But he's Al-Kareem. Are you Hakim? The wise? He is Al-Hakim. He is the wise. Are you Rahman? The beneficent? He is Al-Rahman. The beneficent. He is the most of all that have beneficent. He is the most beneficent. He is the perfection of the attribute. But you can wear the attribute because you can manifest the attribute but not to the excellent degree that he can. He's supreme among us all. Now, now, now. Why did we say Allah came in the person of Master Farad Muhammad? When you know that Allah's attributes are beneficent, merciful, the giver of life, the raiser of the dead, the granter of security. He is Rabbil Alameen. He is the one who nurtures a thing and makes it attain stage after stage until it reaches its eventual perfection. And then some, he is the peace. He is the grantor of security. He's all of these wonderful things. He's the bountiful, but he's also the destroyer. 
He's the avenger. All of this is in you. It's in me. But you can only avenge and destroy to the limit of your power. Since he is all-powerful, he can avenge all and destroy all. He, 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 you and I were in America destroyed by Caucasian power and influence. And for 400 years, no leader had been able to rectify our condition. Master Farad Muhammad King, I never saw him. I never met him. But I am the beneficiary of his beneficence, his mercy, his knowledge, his power, his ability to give life, to raise the dead, the grantor of security, here I am in the midst of my enemies and a table is spread before me. None of you can claim to be my teacher. The world did not know what Master Farad Muhammad gave to the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. You just didn't know it. You didn't know there was life on seven or nine of the planets and they are inhabited by life. You didn't know that till Elijah Muhammad said it. You didn't know that the moon was a part of the earth 66 trillion years ago until Elijah Muhammad said it. You didn't know the diameter of the universe until Elijah Muhammad said it. Now everything that he said, the scholars are bearing witness to it. And he only went to the fourth grade of school. Well, who taught him? You didn't teach him. I didn't teach him. The University of Chicago didn't teach him. Harvard didn't teach him. Oxford didn't teach him. So whoever taught him knows better than anyone else who teaches. So if Allah says, I am the best knower, then I got a right to say Allah came in the person of Master Farad I got another one for y'all that I thought about. Because I already know what somebody's thinking. Oh, yeah, this is Shirk right here. Yep. This is really Shirk. Well, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan was asked this question at a, uh, I, I think it was the legacy of Paul Robeson. I think this is what this lecture was. And the minister answered it so beautifully. And he gave us. Uh, proof and support from the Quran. So this would be good for those of us as believers, but those of us who, you know, a little skeptical. Listen to how the minister laid this out for us uh, beautifully. And get your notepad out. If you have not seen this that you see on my screen, uh, get your notepad out because this is a great defense and response to those who think that about what we believe. Here we go. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. Um, this is the first time I've actually been to one of your speeches, Minister Farrakhan. Very good information, all the knowledge. I was very appreciative. You would definitely make meet up to a lot of the standards that I hear about you. Um, but more for an educational question, one in particular that I just 
found a little confusing. Um, you said that, well, my question is, what if you agree if what is the one thing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not forgive? They say it is shirk. Yes. And putting up with God that which is unworthy to be worshipped. Okay. So the term or the terminology direct descendants of God, does that contradict that? I'm sorry? Using the term direct descendants of God, making us direct descendants of God, does that contradict that? No. Point? No. No. Um, have you read in the Quran, my sister, when Allah intervenes in the affairs of men, he says in the Quran, it was not you who slayed them. That's right. Come on. It was I who slayed them by your hand. Mm -hmm. When the Prophet received the revelation of the Quran, he didn't see Allah, he saw Jibreel, mm. an angel, in the form of a man. He said he looked in four directions and that image was there of a man. In the Hadith, a man dressed in white came to the Prophet and he was asking questions of the Prophet and when the Prophet answered the questions and left, he said to his companions, do you know who that was? And they said no, and the Prophet said, that was Jibreel. In the Quran, in the third surah, when Allah and the angels said to Mary, she's going to have a child and his name would be the Messiah worthy of regard in this world and in the hereafter and she said how can I have a child and man has not yet touched me Allah says it is easy for him he just says, kun fayakun be, and it is. Then in another part of the Quran, talking of Mary, it says, Allah sent his spirit to her. Mm. And it appeared unto her in the form well of a well-made well -made man. man. Come on. Whose spirit was in that well-made man? It was Allah's right. spirit. So Allah works through human beings. He never sent angels to us if we're not angels. Go ahead, brother. He sent a human to us. All his prophets were human beings. And the Messiah and the Mahdi that the Islamic world is looking for is a human being. Now, wait, 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 wait. Look at the power that the Mahdi is to have. Number one, he said he's going to break the cross, kill the swine. He's going to set justice in the earth. 
and set down every tyrant. What kind of power is that, sister, in a man that's going to set justice in the earth and set down all the tyrants? That's the power of Allah in a human being. But the praise does not belong to the human. It belongs to the God who possesses that spirit from him. Now, yeah. the last thing I will say is on the Messiah. I want you to study this in the third surah of the Quran, Surah Al-Imran. It says, Come on, brother man. That this Messiah would open the eyes of the blind by whose permission? Allah. He would make the deaf hear and cleanse the leper by whose permission? Allah. He would raise the dead to life by whose permission? That don't mean he's Allah. It means that Allah is in a man and that man is using the power that God has anointed him with to do all these things by Allah's permission. And see what what so what happens to us we become very spooky we live in a physical universe look at this universe created by Allah it's not spooky it's not spirit it's material and you and I come physically from this earth so all of the chemistry of the earth is in us so in the, in the second surah of the Quran, Allah says, I am going to place a ruler in the earth. And the angels say, what will you place in it but that which will create mischief and cause the shedding of blood. And that that he placed in the earth is called Khalifa. Khalifa. You know what Khalifa means, my sister? It means one who stands in the place of another in the absence of that one or in the death of that one. That's what a Khalifa is. So you and I, we are to be the Khalifa of God. We stand in his place. We are to rule according to his guidance and wisdom. And the more humble we are in submitting our will to do his will, he empowers us with the anointing of his spirit. So, now, you cannot worship Al-Mahdi because he's anointed with the power of God. You worship Allah. And this is the thing that has touched my heart in the prayer that Master Farad Muhammad wanted us to say in the morning. Surely I have turned myself to thee, O Allah, being upright to him who originated the heavens and the earth the originator of the heavens and the earth 
is not physically here, but we are. And he has set this universe on an evolutionary course toward perfection. And we are in that age now when the human being will be perfected to represent God himself as his Khalifa. May Allah bless you, my dear sister. Thank you for your question. And that's why they have Hakim, a wise one in the male, but a wise one in the woman, Hakima. So it's the believing men, the believing women, the truthful men, the truthful women, the sacrificing men, the sacrificing women. You're right there with us and we with you. So my dear family, that was a great question. Now plumb the depth of it. Because if I were guilty of shirk, I just want to close with this. I would be worthy of the chastisement of Allah. But he blesses me so much in the face of all my enemies. And those of you who have been to Mecca with me, in truth, they treated me in Mecca like a rock star. The young people like you, they broke down the barriers I was sitting where the king sits. I didn't sit myself there. They sat me there. You know why? Because they don't have nobody that has the courage to stand against the wickedness of America but Louis Farrakhan. He is the Muhammad Ali in the spiritual world. Nobody. Thank you for listening. Allahu Akbar. sorry i forgot i had myself on mute when i sneezed i was saying that uh basically we're about to have some good dialogue and then i uh, i missed part three of the audio that i was playing from the minister earlier so i'm about to finish this last part three part the power was in the vessel we don't worship the flesh we worship the knowledge, the wisdom, the power that is eternal. The flesh is going to die, but the power lives. Mm. What is in me? It's the same thing that is in him. He put it in the messenger. The messenger put it in me, and I'm putting it in you. But one day, one day, all of us will pass away, but the knowledge won't pass away. 
you just like copper you broke down under the power of the electricity it'll be here doctor God travels in this body these bodies is the real house of God when I go to Mecca and I see my brothers and sisters at the Kaaba all but falling down worshiping stone I have been taught the meaning of that house and that house is a sign of the most ancient of all houses that black stone that is in the corner of that house they say fell from heaven and it has been there from remotest antiquity that's the way the scholars say it it only means the original man <coughs> we've been around so long till they don't know the birth record so they just say from remotest antiquity this is the house that God used to manifest his wisdom knowledge understanding and power in and through where is he now wherever he want to be I'm not gonna say I know where he is but I'm glad his power is everywhere I think I know where he is, but I don't want to say because I could be wrong. But he's wherever he wishes to be. Are we to pray and worship Master Farad Muhammad? You don't worship the flesh of any man because the flesh is going to die. But in that flesh is a wisdom and a power superior to any human being on the earth. So when we look to Allah in the person of Master Farad Muhammad, we look to him. And when he ain't no longer here, the power is going to be here. Now, Honorable Elijah Muhammad said he would live a minimum of 400 years, but 400 years ain't no time. He'll be gone. But before he goes, the foundation of what he lays will never be erased from the planet. That's a God. He prays. He prays. He don't pray to himself. He don't say, surely I have turned myself to me. <laughs> Who does he pray to? He prays in remembrance of him who originated that which he came in. He came in this body. You can't ignore him who originated this. anyway it's deep it's a big subject I want to say to my Muslim brothers when I was in Mecca I was there for three days I was there for three days and in the three days that I was there wrangling with the scholars we talked about this and when I finished 
explaining the heaviest scholars there didn't bother to argue they had to go away and study it and what we don't realize is God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise and what you are doing you are following those that God wants to put you over the Arab is a good person basically they've done a wonderful job in keeping the book of God pure and we are grateful to them for so doing but they messed up it's your turn now and God will see how you act but you're not to follow Arabs you're to lead them and you can't lead them following them. See, they like to see you imitating them. Just like white Christians want to see black Christians imitating them. We're not to follow white people today. They had their day of rule and their day of rule is up. That's all. God is going to replace them with a new ruler. And whether you like it or not, the new ruler is black. He have hair like lamb's wool, and he has feet like burnished brass. And if y'all can't take a black leader, then you might as well get off the planet. All right, all right, all right. Feedback, feedback, feedback. In the Zoom, press the number one. If you would like to share for those who's asking about the lecture, I will put it in the telegram. So those of you all who follow the instructions each morning, y'all will have the link in the telegram, right in the telegram where we all are in our power group chat. I will put those links after this inside of our telegram. Anybody want to share person number one on the zoom? Anybody want to share? Press the number one. Go ahead, uh, Brother Javier. Oh, uh, man. Well, first and foremost, peace, family, peace, everybody in the group, man. But uh, I just want to say that, that one thing that stuck out to me that um, it's crazy because um, like I thought about it this way before and it just that just it just clarified it uh, when the minister uh, said. Uh, spoke about the electricity like for example if the light bulb in the living room blow out but you still got lights in everywhere in the house you wouldn't say that oh we don't have no power you would just take the broken light bulb and replace it with a new one and that kind of tie in to like uh, uh the scripture in the bible that talks about when you renew your mind like you basically renew yourself so um in cartoons when you get a thought or an idea it's like a light bulb pop up in the top of your head you know um and and it just made me think about like uh just because somebody like like or they mindset might be broken the uh it can be replaced you know it don't mean that the that the electricity not there in them it don't mean that god not there in them it just may mean that they light bulb just need to be replaced or that copper that that um conduct the electricity need to be replaced now, that's just something i thought about indeed, indeed. yes sir anybody else want to share 
Mr. Gold, uh, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Go ahead, sis. Okay, I sound like, um, <clears throat> actually, it was the last thing he said. If y'all can't take a black leader, get off the planet. Now, because we have been raised so much in Christianity to see all the likenesses of Jesus being a white man, it is such a hard concept to even think that one, that God came in the person of Master Muhammad, who's not white, <clears throat> but also to think that the Messiah is a black man from Georgia. But the way that I first understood the concept, I thought about that if, if God sent Jesus for the Jews back then, then why would he have not sent Jesus for us now? Because we're kind of like, if you think about it, we're the continuation, right? We are the offspring of those people. But because we've been programmed in that way, it's the hardest thing. That's the hardest concept for our people to understand is that a black man could be a Messiah. And I think for us, as those who want to resurrect their people, that would be, to, in my opinion, that is our biggest challenge because that's the first thing that people say is that, how could that be a Messiah? But it's so, so easy to think that the white man that they see in, in the church is the Messiah. So that just pointed out to me. It was the last thing he said, and I was like, boom. Praise be to Allah. Yes, ma'am. Sister Sister Yolanda, I see you. I can't hear you, though. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Can you hear me now? Yes, okay, I'm, I'm driving to work, so my sound may go out. Can you hear me? Yes. The point, the part that stood out for me is that yeah, it, your audio went out. Your audio went out. Now, Sister Tomorrow, you done left this long paragraph. You know the people on YouTube and Facebook can't read that. We need you to come off the mic. Sister uh Sister Yolanda. Okay, we maybe need to go to someone else. Uh her audio went out. So like um yes sir you know we're gonna just keep continue with the fighting of beliefs and it's time for us to stop being so defensive and if they want to keep on going on we just need to take our offensive position without faith and belief and continue as we are taught and we are believed. They, if they can explain who the Mahdi is that they're waiting for, 
who the Messiah is that they're waiting for. Let them stand on the defensive and, and you continue to stand on the offensive. It's just another form of self-hate because they don't believe that one from among us is raised to lead God and direct us. Salam alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. No, we're not going to let Sister Morris lie. She's going to have to come out that mic. Uh, let's let's bring uh, Sister Yolanda back. Let's see if we can unmute you. All right, you should be able to unmute now. Okay, every time it says it, it goes back to unmute. Can you hear me? Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. So the part, I saw him late. I'm sorry about that. The um, part that stands out for me is about the uh, when the minister gave the example of the electricity. You can't see the power, but you know it's there. And on top of that, we don't worship Master Fahd Muhammad. God appeared in the person. And as the minister mentioned, I think it was 2020, about the clearing of words. And I have had this discussion with folk in clearing words. Clear the word appeared. So it just brought up full circle and home for me. I believe anyway, but that helped me get a better understanding of how I could communicate that in my dialogue with believers and non-believers or questioning believers. But he appears. We worship the power, not the physical being. And I like also with Brother Javier, Javier. Sorry if I'm messing your name up. I apologize. You know, if one light bulb goes out, the power is still there. Just get it and change another. Just like we can't get a new mind, but we have to take all the old garbage out and put the fresh food and good spiritual food in. I saw like Yes, ma'am. I want to read something out of uh, Our Savior Has Arrived, Chapter 23. It talks about uh, paragraph three says, this is the way of the gods. One God is now allowed to pattern. One God is not allowed to pattern after another God. When it comes to universal change, he is to use his own wisdom. The white man brought about a universal change. And so will master Father Muhammad, Allah, God in a person bring about a new universal civilization. Even as Yaku, who we know is the father of the right white race brought about a new universe of wicked people and a wicked rule over the righteous. So we know, well, everybody don't know, but the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said that Yakub was the God of his time. He didn't use any knowledge, wisdom, or help of any other pattern after any other God. So in the scripture, it actually says Satan is the God of this world. Not the world that's, that is to come, um, in peace, but this world. So Master Father Muhammad is going to be bringing in a new heaven and a new earth, a new government on his shoulder, a new way of life, peace. Um, and again, the scientists couldn't see past his his wisdom. So the same way he was able to be the God of this world, Master Father Muhammad, this new world of peace that's coming in, 
with with this Islam that has revel, uh, uh, revelation, he's going to be the God of of that world. And again, like you say, it's not necessarily the flesh, his bones, his hands, but it's the wisdom and power that he possess that lives on and what they can't see past. Sister uh, Brianna, let me get to you. There you go. I sound like I actually have two questions. Now, I know that uh, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad got arrested, right? And if I heard correctly, the minister said that Master Fraud Muhammad allowed them to arrest him as well? Or did I hear that wrong? Yes, he did. He actually, Master Fraud Muhammad got arrested first. And when he got arrested, he sent for Elijah. And he said that he wanted to show him what he was going to have to go through in this work. Mm. Okay. And then the second question, because I've had people ask me this, and I don't know how to answer it. <laughs> they say that he is the only person that has vanished. Now I know what the word vanished means, but how would you break that down further to a person that asks that doesn't want to accept the definition? <laughs> like, Well, uh, I don't, I don't, I never heard the minister use the word vanished. Um, we just don't know what his location is. So I, mm. yeah, I just don't know what his low. I wouldn't say he, he vanished like anything, you know, magical. Um, he's just no longer among us. And people, they at that time and still now don't know where he went. It wasn't traced. I, would, I mean, I wouldn't say vanished. I would just say, shoot, we don't know where he is. <laughs> Pinpoint his location. Right, right. And I'm assuming that a babe plane just, just came down and took him. Yeah, I'm not going to make any assumptions. I'm just going to... You're right. I, Only actual facts. You're right. Be, yeah. <laughs> Brother Ben said a baby plane, hey, if, if, maybe, possibly so. If they on the wheel, I'm assuming somebody got to get him if he's on the wheel. Now, we have heard that. So I don't know if that was what I mean by that is in at that time when he, when he uh, left uh, uh, among them at that time in 1930s, I'm not saying, I, I don't know if that was because the baby plane picked him up or he got on the baby plane at that time. So that's what I mean. But at this time, we know the minister has explained that uh, they are on the wheel, but uh, I don't know if that's like what, at that time, that's what happened. So that's what I mean. Right, it helps, it helps. Thank you. <laughs> Next, we have uh, Wesley. Peace family, can y'all hear me? We can. All right. Um, my, my particular point that stuck with me, just going back on that light bulb, uh, the light bulb in itself has value, but it really is useless unless it's connected to the source. Um, and a lot of times I think about myself when I feel as if I'm uh, feeling useless or feel like I'm not getting enough done, it's typically because I'm disconnected from the source. So I'm not relying back on the mind of God. I'm, I'm relying on my own source and we can't, really make our own electricity in that sense. Like that light bulb, you have to be connected to a true source, not your own artificial source. So that was the kind of point that I, that really resonated with me that that light bulb is one thing, but without that electricity, it really has no value in the world. Mm, that's deep. Ooh, that's a good reminder right there, man. Hey, you have no value unless you're connected to the source. You have no, no real life energy unless we're connected to the source. So if we're, if we're finding ourselves depressed, 
if we're finding ourselves down, if we're finding ourselves uh, uh, low energy, maybe we're not connected to the source. And maybe we may be connected to a source, but we're not connected to the source. And I gave this example a couple of years ago. Many of us got those phone chargers. But even the phone charger got to be charged up. So some of us, we're charged up to human beings, somebody who we in love with. So maybe our mother, our father, our husband, our wife. And we're wondering why I'm down and we're blaming him and we're blaming her and we're blaming this person. No, you really down because you're not connected to the actual source. You don't have no relationship with God because with a relationship with God in submission, that's where we get our true peace and happiness from. So, yeah, I might be able to charge my, my phone with this phone charger maybe that I have that was once charged up to the wall plug. But after a while, if I'm depending on this, this, this virtual charger, it has to be charged up to the source. So why not you go to the source so that you can find your true happiness and peace from within, not from without. From within, not from without. So go back to that true source of God. Man, that's a whoo. Man, that's a good reminder right there. Brother Wesley, brother Wesley done brought it out. All right, here we go. Let's go to Brother King Cam. I know King Cam got something for us. Assalamu alaikum. Well, like salam. King Cam got to yes, start sir. coming on camera. You got that new light and everything. You don't need to show off your light. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm actually out walking a dog right now. So tomorrow morning, I'll, uh, I'll go ahead and be in the studio. But <clears throat> I just wanted to say first, Man, uh, shout out to uh, Brother Wesley, man. I went to school with Brother Wesley. So what's going on, brother? Good to see you tapped in um, to the conversation. But, um, man, this was such a heavy, this was such a heavy uh, teaching from the minister, man. It helped us to contextualize the reality of God and to help us to really zero in and hone in on point number 12. You know, as the minister has been teaching us, that that's where we're going to be uh, addressed that, if you will. You know, all of the naysayers, all of the disbelievers, you know, they're going to come and try to, you know, uh, disprove point number 12 or try to come at us about point number 12. So when the minister breaks this down and point number 12 is that we believe the Muslims uh, that Allah appeared in the person of Master Fahd Muhammad, he gives it so clear and so concisely that we now are in a position to be able to defend what we believe clear and precisely the way that the minister has broken it down. And everybody has given such beautiful examples from the charger to the light bulb, minister used the electricity and the copper and all of these different ways to beautifully illustrate and explain how Allah appeared in the person of Master Fahd Muhammad, and that it's not the flesh that we worship, but it's the power and the wisdom that he possesses, which is what we worship. So, assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. Brother Samuel. Assalamu alaikum, beloved. Wa alaikum salam. You know, I, I, I love this part of the teachings, and um, Amal Louis Farrakhan taught us that um, for every physical law, there's a spiritual law. So all of the physical examples that have been spoken about earlier, um, they're rooted in the spiritual phenomenon, the mind of God, the mind of Master Father Muhammad. Um, 
Brother Rasul Muhammad asked the most honorable Elijah Muhammad a question. Um, and he said, well, when will Master Fahd Muhammad die? And according to Brother Rasul Muhammad, Pseudo Minister Rasul Muhammad, that went after his mind has become the law of the land. Wow. And so to me, I also like the teachings of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad when he talk about angels, right? And he said, angels are thoughts of righteous minds that exist on planes. And we know that, you know, in physics, there's four laws of four laws of uh, in physics, strong force, four, four uh, energy, strong force, weak force, G-force, and electromagnetic force. And the fifth force, according to unified field theory, which is really just the teachings warmed over, is the mind of God, right? And so it's the fifth force that can, he wrote about this, Brother Jabril Muhammad wrote about it extensively in our building in number 19. The mind of God is the fifth force that controls strong force, G-force, and electromagnetic force. So Mr. Farrakhan referenced angels. That's where I'm that's why I touched that. And the angels are thoughts that exist on planes, as the most honorable Elijah Muhammad said, righteous minds that exist on planes. And angels are also men. Then our minds exist on planes, right? And our minds control strong force, weak force, G-force, and electromagnetic force. And our minds are um, like radio stations that send thought out on planes, right? So we can send thoughts as the most honorable Elijah Muhammad taught us. We can receive thoughts as the most honorable Elijah Muhammad taught us. He really taught us how to think like a God and where our real power is. And so when we pray, we plug into source, right? We plug into the mind of Master Father Muhammad. We plug into the same mind that Master Father Muhammad plugs into. He gives reference and homage to the originator of the heaven and the earth, his mind. But his mind has been expressed right now in modern time, through the body of Master Father Muhammad, he's the best knower. He's the he's the hu human body that has been designed and constructed to be a focal point, to be the cardinal point, to be the fulcrum that really the world is going to turn on. He is Mahdi, right? He is the mind that is designed to shift humanity's thinking and to show us the thinking of this hour that we, you know, as talk, the Bible talked about Jesus being the true vine and the father is the husband. Man. Somebody has to be the right mind to shift this corrupt, wicked world on its axis, to shift the culture of this world and to make the culture of this world come alive. So that's why we focus on and we pray that Allah and the person of Master Farah Muhammad helps us and intervenes in our affairs because it's thoughts that exist on um, planes. And so when the minister Farrakhan got to talking about angels and he got to talking about Abraham and, you know, he, he met the men on planes of memory and one of them was the Lord, you know, and Elijah Muhammad said it's 10,000 angels in America. He said, it's also seven of them that are so powerful that they could affect change or destroy the country, one of them by themselves. But ultimately, it's 10,000 of them. And they said that when the judgment comes, they will be standing on the corners, direct, this is all in the theology of time, directing people to go this way, or directing people to go that way. Um, I just, I love that. And I want us to understand our connectedness to these exalted beings. When we tap into the mind of Master Farah Muhammad, when we become one with the mind of Master Farah Muhammad, we we become like Minister Farrakhan, okay? And Honorable Elijah Muhammad said to him, he said, brother, did you know you're an angel? And he said, he didn't know that. He didn't, nobody told, he didn't have some wings sticking out of his back. You know what I mean? To let him know that he was angelic in nature and in construct. He said, but 
you know, later on, he said he began to try Master Farad Muhammad. He said he began to try a lot. And he said that he started asking things in the name of Master Farad Muhammad. And he's found Allah rewarding him with what he asked for, right? And so we know as believers, as we, we call it getting in tune, the closer we get to Allah, we start knowing things before it happened. We start seeing things before it happened. We start thinking about people and they call us, they text us, you know what I mean? Um, this is our baby stage. But as we get older, or more mature or more connected to the source, the mind of Master Farah Muhammad, we really get filled up with angelic light. So I hope that I didn't uh, say too much or, you know, throw anybody off, but I just want us to understand them four forces in physics listen to you when you listen to the mind of God, just to get straight to the point. And when we bow down and surrender to the mind of Master Farah Muhammad, then we get in tune with the mind that's moving the entire universe. So every atom in creation is ruled by the four forces, and those four forces is ruled by the mind of God. So every atom in creation is supporting us in what we're trying to do. Don't ever count what's going on in front of you. You don't look at the things in a, with a physical eye. You look at the mind of God back in the universe that's backing you up, which is Master Father Muhammad. And that's 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 what I love about, you know, the spiritual uh, understanding of the teachings are. We're really beautiful. We're really powerful. And when we settle down and get in accord with the mind of Master Father Muhammad, he invites us in and we become one with that mind and angelic, you know, in a sense, if our heart is pure and if our, we, we really surrender our heart, not talking knowledge, but with a clean heart, a light heart, a heart free of greed, pride, envy, jealousy, lust, fear, vanity, you know, a light heart. Uh, then we really can, he can really inhabit our minds and uh, we can reflect him in that way. Assalamu alaikum, family. Salam. Praise be to Allah. Thank you for sharing. Sister Golda. Assalamualaikum. Okay, I have a question. Um, because you read a part of our Savior has arrived and it said Satan is the God of this world. So it made me think about Satan and I want to make sure that I'm on the right path or I'm having right thinking about this because as we talked about, okay, God is a man, but then Satan is a man. But I had said something previously to someone like that. Satan is a powerful energy. And she was like, you want to be careful about thinking about Satan as an energy. But then it makes me think about how, like when a person dies, right? Even though their physical form died, there's still things that they leave. You know, you still can feel their energy. You can still remember them or they might have books or they might have videos or things are still left. So it made me think of Satan like, OK, so when Satan is, is destroyed, that energy is still there because there are so many influences that Satan has had on people. But I want to make sure that I'm thinking in the right way. Like, is that wrong to think of Satan in that way? You understand? I don't know if I'm like articulating myself properly, but you understand the question or maybe I need to elaborate more. Yeah, if you can rephrase it. Okay. So is it wrong to think of Satan as, um, as an entity that could be eternal? Mm, I, you understand I'll let, what I mean? I'll let the others share their perspective as well. But as we're taught, Satan is a is a force. God and Satan can is is a force, but Satan is not just like God is in a spook. Satan is in a spook. 
So Satan right. is uh, one whose evil doesn't confine to just himself. So that you have dumb devils and then you have Satan. Satan is one who basically influences others to do wickedness as well. But that's still an attribute that that is in the person of a of a human being. And Honorable Elijah Muhammad yeah. teaches us by nature that's who the white man is, not saying that that's just him. We can become devils as well. But he eventually told the ministers to stop using the word devil and actually use the word Satan or slave master's children when referring to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just wanted to, to make sure because when I said it, I was corrected. And then I was like, okay, then maybe I shouldn't. Uh, elaborate like that and say but because i the way i look at it is because we are our mission is is to destroy satan's world then it lets us know what we really are working towards because it's more than just okay satan it's it's all the things that satan has influenced so i just wanted to make sure i was thinking on the right page um but yeah because when it says satan is the guy what was their correction um they told me to be careful because I said that the, that Satan, that's a powerful energy to, to fight against. And they said, well, you want to be careful with using the word energy because Satan is a man that can be destroyed, but you can't destroy energy. So you don't want to give Satan that much power. Oh, I see. They're probably going off of the energy is not created nor destroyed. Mm-hmm. That's a tough one. <laughs> I, I I I guess, but even even if this world is destroyed, Satan can still creep up in self. Mm-hmm. So, well, but I've also heard, and maybe uh, Sister Kavai can touch on. I've I've also heard maybe Brother Jabril or Sister Ava that in the hereafter there won't be any sin. So maybe there wouldn't be any um, Satan because we would be maybe as a people so reformed to where that those that that wicked thought wouldn't uh, wouldn't come up since we are righteous by nature, wicked only by circumstance, as the minister teaches us, and because we're born in sin and shaped in iniquity, this world influences us. So maybe that's a perspective. Okay, okay. Where do I find that? (laughs) Because you said a whole word just now. (laughs) <laughs> um, I, I can try to uh, yes, I can try to find it because I think even uh, Sister Ava said there wouldn't even be a need for now don't quote me on this now I, yeah. I, I probably shouldn't even say it I'll, I, let me go find it first I, I find, I'll let somebody else go then I'll find it on Facebook but I don't know if she said prayer or even Ramadan in the hereafter but I, I, I'll get it because I, yes, I know it's on Facebook somewhere Okay. yes sir thank you uh, we have Martin. Let me see. There you go. Assalamualaikum, sir. I just wanted to reiterate on what Brother Cam was speaking on, point number 12. That has to be our base. And if we're going to have a defense, that that needs to be our defense on point number 12. That's why when the minister was asked to remove it from the back of the paper, he couldn't do it because that's the base of our belief. And we 
have to believe and know and be able to explain from the book of Ezekiel, the mother plane, from where our people mainly have been taught from the Bible that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad is alive and well in power along with Master Farad Muhammad. So I'm like, oh, one more point, sir. I'm driving now, but I believe the answer to the sister's question is on page 83 of Our Savior Has Arrived. Uh, um, but I'm driving at that now. I can't, I'm driving right now. I can't pull it up. But I believe I just read that in the last two days on page 83 of Our Savior Has Arrived. You read what exactly? What she was um, referring to. This is the, uh, I, didn't, I didn't see her, line, her, her name. What she was just referring to about what she was uh, in discussion with, I believe, at the Master Study Okay. Oh, about uh, energy? Yes. Got it. Yes, sir. Um, I found it, so I'm going to say it out loud. I put it in the chat, but for those who's listening elsewhere, the quotes were, uh, she said, this is from Sister Dr. Ava, in the hereafter, we won't be practicing Ramadan. In the hereafter, you won't have five prayers a day because Allah will always be on your mind. Those are two quotes directly from Sister Dr. Ava. Uh, next, at, who is that? Martin that just spoke. I think Sister Kavai is next after that. Yes, sir. Assalamualaikum, everyone. Um, I wanted to, I had something I wanted to say just in reference of the tape that we was listening to, but then I wanted to um, speak to Sister Golda's question as well, um, just to reiterate, um, and I think the brother did, he may have given you the exact page number, but it is in Our Savior um, has arrived that, you know, after we are in the hereafter, then Satan will no longer be in the hereafter with us. So we won't have the mind of Satan and um, that's why it says no eyes have seen or no ears have heard when it's talking about the new world, the world of the hereafter. And in the Quran, I will have to find it, but it does say in the Quran that in the hereafter, all you will hear is peace, peace, peace. So there wouldn't be that adversary mind. And so it's in our Savior has arrived, but it's also in, and I'll have to find it, um, the table talks. When the honorable, uh, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad talks about getting rid of the brown germ and how do we get rid of the brown germ, um, so there won't be any any brown germ in us that Yakub used to build his world. We'll be totally free of the brown germ. So those those are very um, interesting concepts, but um, you know to to for us to hold on and to really believe and I know it is a concept that sometimes we can't really put our minds to because we have been living in Satan's world all this time and he is definitely a formidable opponent his mindset as you said is everywhere when you talk about energy that energy is in bodies of work that energy is in his mind his his quote unquote wisdom and this is his world. So sometimes um, we feel like, oh, okay, we're never going to be rid of that. But that's 
because we're in his world. But once his world is destroyed, um, then we won't have that mind or that brown germ. So I'm looking forward to that. And one other thing that I've read in, um, which I thought it was like amazing, but it was in uh, the table talks. Um, they were talking about getting rid of the brown germ. And I think this is the volume two table talks. And the sister, everybody was explaining, asking, well, how can we get rid of the brown germ? People were saying if we can um, graft ourselves back, back, graft the brown germ out, this, that, or the other. But one part, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad said, we get rid of the brown germ by going through this teaching. That was one part. And then the second part, which was absolutely amazing to me, he said, Master Father Muhammad can snatch. I'm not quoting exactly, but I'm going to find it as well. And I'll give it to you. But he can snatch the brown germ out of anyone that he pleases. That blew my mind. So wanted to just share that part. And then I wanted to just go back to um, this is from study God 19, the knowledge of God, talking about Master Father Muhammad, uh, who is God. And just referencing this to the electricity in the, in the, in the bulbs. Masfrat Muhammad is the conduit through whom the message from the Lord of the worlds came to us. He is alive and has absolute power to bring his will into fruition because his will is in complete harmony with the eternal will of the originator of the heavens and the earth. If Master, Fahd, if Master Fahd is so powerful, why does he pray? He would not have such power if he did not pray. Through his prayer, he draws from the power and creation of the originator at the point of its origination. So that's from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan Study Guide 19, The Knowledge of God. And it just reminds me of the light bulbs because... You might be a 40 watt bulb. You might be a 60 watt bulb. You may be a 100 watt bulb. Then you have those bulbs that takes a, that lights up arenas. It may be thousands and thousands of watts. But you still have to connect into the originator. So if you are a 40 watt bulb and you try to take in a thousand watts, then you will blow up the filament and you would just blow up because you can't handle that. But because Master Fat Muhammad is who he is, he's a master and his will is in direct will and direct agreement in harmony of the originator of the heavens and the earth, then his his um he, he his wisdom, should I say, is not gonna blow out. So I just wanted to share that. Yes, ma'am. Uh, brother uh, Michael 2X. Assalamualaikum. Yeah, no, touch bases on what the sister said in respects to Satan being the energy and whatnot. Uh, we don't understand uh, Islam is bad, bad, it's bad, bad, it's Islam. There was a time where Satan didn't exist. Now, from a mathematical perspective, the negative always existed, such as that we have a destructive force 
Allah, Master Quran, Muhammad has a destructive force, but it's not to be equated with Satan. I mean, um, furthermore, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said that uh, Master Quran, Muhammad will bring in a new mathematics. Um, with respect to the, the new heaven and the new earth, there will come a time where it won't be no darkness. It would just be straight. It would just be straight light. Well, we'll look at that like that's an impossibility because darkness is always here. And then the dark matter is, is uh, considering that that being an energy and you say you can't neither create or destroy energy. But when you look at the new heaven and new earth from from scriptures from what uh, the Yonah uh taught what Master Quran Muhammad will bring, will bring about, uh, that's a new thing. We won't say that would be an impossibility, but the Yonah Muhammad told me this is fair about the word that because we won't let us see it. That's beings years on down the line. Space, it's new heaven, it's new earth. But um, it was an interesting point because um, we still have it. We'll, we'll still have the um, capability with respect to actually bringing uh, into manifestation those negative qualities or attributes. But to my knowledge, it was Yakub who brought in the reality of Satan. It was just laying dormant. It was just laying dormant within us. But he actually brought about and made that a manifestation. If uh, that's certainly right. Yes, sir. Thank you. Yes, sir. We got Sister Brianna. Oh no, you you insisted done took everything out of, out of what I was gonna say because <laughs> I was just gonna say um, looking at it from two angles that we had the brown germ in us and that's why the grafting man was created so that we can see how uh dark i guess that that we can be and then i was also going to touch on how in the hereafter we wouldn't really have to worry about that uh because the, the things that you have read <laughs> thank you i mean also we gotta man that's crazy facebook is not allowing me to play this video that i got but also uh it says gone. That mean they deleted it. That's crazy. Um, what does hereafter mean? Hereafter literally means here on earth after this wicked world has been destroyed. That's what hereafter means. It's not necessarily a place after we die up in the sky that we are going to celebrate. It's here on earth after this wicked world has been destroyed. Uh, who's next? Sister Randisha. Assalamualaikum. So I, I'm coming out of message to the black man on page two where it says, Can God be a mystery God and yet send prophets to represent himself? Has the prophets been represented a God that is not known? Mystery. They tell us that they heard God's voice speaking to them in their own language. Can a spirit speak a language while being an immaterial something? If God is not material, what pleasure would he get out of material beings in the material universe? What is the basis of spirit? Is the spirit independent of material? Actually, who is that mystery God? Um, I believe that the ministers actually making us look at a point, point number 12, because for so long, we never had to actually fight for nothing. The minister has always been that forefront of the fight. So point number 12 is where we would actually have to use that sword. Like the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said to Minister Farrakhan, you are like David. David had the sword of the truth. 
to slay Goliath. So I just think that that was something that definitely stood out to me with point number 12 as we defend the minister, as the minister been defending this and going all across the world with this word that the honorable, I mean, that Master Farah Muhammad is the God in person as point number 12 and that the honorable Elijah Muhammad is our Messiah and our midst. When he went and he actually battled the scholars, they had to come back to him and tell him how they didn't get no sleep. So the truth will make you wrestle with yourself. The truth will actually make you because we keep that at the forefront. Well, Next we got Ruben. Yeah, you you sound like you a little, a little in the matrix. Yeah, I'm no, no, I'm I'm at work right now. Uh, can you see me? No. I need to put this video. No, we can't Assalamu see. Well, Uh, now back to the electricity part. Um, you know how you start connect to our source. Uh, Master Paul Muhammad, peace be upon him. He brought the Quran and. Jesus, Yeshua HaMashiach, brought the gospel. You know, our plant needs water is the same way we as human beings need to get connected back to our source, back in the spirit, if you guys understand. Just like the electricity, it needs to be connected back in. And you get, you feel refreshed, just like a plant gets refreshed by water, we feel refreshed when we listen to the Quran, when Christians listen to the gospel. And it's you know, you, you, you're you in the spirit and not in the flesh, because the fleshly things are just foolishness to God. Was at the end of, you went out? Yeah. Was that the end of your sentence, or you had some more? Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's all I wanted to say. Okay, yes, sir, thank you for sharing. Walaikum all right. If don't, if anybody else doesn't have anything else to share, we will be. I already put the three videos that I played this morning inside of the Telegram. So those of y'all who are in the Telegram, go ahead and uh, check those out on your own time. Uh, let me see, because I know it's probably some new people here. If you guys want to join the Telegram, I'm about to put the link back in the Zoom. Also, every morning. For those who are listening, maybe on Facebook and YouTube, if you text the word nation to 833-276-7174, again, text the word by itself, nation, to 833-276-7174, it will send you this Zoom link. We're on every morning at 6 a.m. Central Time. When you come on the Zoom, then I'll share the Telegram with you all where you can join and, and listen. I'll also be uploading this audio on my podcast so that you all maybe if you're truck drivers or you may listen to this stuff on your way to sleep, um, you can listen to it. You know, you can listen to the audio while you're doing whatever you're doing on your phone, X, Y, and Z. These also will be able to be re-listened to on Facebook and YouTube, of course, if that's what you all prefer. With that being said, thank you all for coming on this morning. 
and I'll see you all tomorrow morning. Assalamu alaikum.